Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 14th of October. It is Relationship Wednesday. We are here to talk about what is good in life. Because when we talk about what's good in life, we find what's good in life. And when we find what's good in life, our standards for our own lives rise. We think that, like, someone's going to make us better, happier, fuller, more caring, complete, not lonely. We have all these reasons why we need somebody, some human being, come into our lives. And we may feel like, why isn't anybody here? Why am I alone? And then someone gets someone. They meet them. They love them. They care about them. And then they may cut each other up or find fault in each other. They're wanting someone. And it sounds kind of weird that once someone does come in, we play out all our stuff. But we take away from the very thing that we want which is self-sabotaging and living in negative thoughts. And the truth is, before you got there, you probably were living in negative thoughts. And now that you're comfortable again, that's what you start to attract. Someone you can play those thoughts out with. It's not easy to err on the side of positive because our brain tends to throw away what's working and focus on what isn't working, what is missing, why it's missing, what you have to do to get it. So how do you turn you into a positive person? How do you Allow yourself to accept the good and not feel like it's a fluke when it happens. So remember yesterday we talked about the illusion of happy, happy's an emotion. There's things you can say to yourself that start your brain to accept you as a good person. Because whatever it is you think about yourself is who you're going to bring into your life. If you are someone who's constantly saying things like, hey, I've had my share of issues. 
I can understand somebody else's issues. I have enough love for the two of us. Those sound super positive. But they're not. Because what you're going to do is attract someone with those kinds of issues that you're talking about. The fact that you say you understand them. It's not that you shouldn't understand them. But if you've gotten to the point where you've solved yours, why would you go back into someone's life who still needs that to happen? Because then you're a therapist, not a partner. And then what happens once you solve their problems? Will you feel like your job is done? What was the attraction? Was it a pure attraction or did it make you feel useful? Did it make you feel worth being with that you could help them? I know someone who gets into a relationship and literally wants to take over the other person's life and fix everything that's in it to the point where people make him leave. Not because he's a bad person. He's a great person. Can't figure out why it's happening. But we have to be respectful of each other's processes to the point where we should make decisions. And I know we we get attracted and we get curious and all of that. But if you find yourself thinking about how you could make this better and that better and you, you're constantly doing that in your head, you have to ask yourself why you're there. Why do you need to take on a project and not a relationship? So how do you begin? How does that start? So you can say things to yourself, like I give my heart and I am ready to receive the heart of another person, of another soul. I understand my heart and I know my heart wants good and that's what I'm looking for in my life. I love myself in this day more than I ever did before. I am learning to love myself. I know there are things I have not done yet that I feel like I'd be better off if I did do but I trust myself that I am on my way. I am making room for an amazing partner in my life. I deserve love and I deserve being loved. It may feel hard for me to be loved, because I don't know if I know what that looks like, but I am open to finding out. I deserve a long-lasting relationship that is fulfilling. Life can be different than fixing people. It can be sharing love. 
all around me. It's everywhere I go. May I attract to love first and not issues first. Those kinds of thoughts, those kinds of things we say, maybe affirmations or things we just repeat to ourselves, what it does is it raises the barometer of what your eyes see in the world because everything already exists. People who are healthy emotionally, people who maybe have mental issues but have faced them and grew through experience, and there's people who are still in the issues. And then there's people who don't want to get out of their issues. They're, they're attached to them. If you don't think of love as a lightning bolt, you have a chance to look at love as a blessing. Think about that for a minute. Because we have been taught that love is a lightning bolt. Love is something that happens to us. We have no idea it's coming. We don't know how we got here. I met somebody, I know somebody, and I'm close to him, who every time I meet him, every couple of years, he has a new girlfriend. And every single girlfriend, they had this super special way they met that differentiates it from any other relationship they ever had. They talk marriage quite quickly. Neither of them, the girls I've met, have not been narcissistic. He himself is not narcissistic because that tends to be um, a characteristic. But neither are. I know he's not. I know him. But what happens is over time, They literally talk their way out of keeping a relationship. And now that I've seen it one time, two times, three times, four times, just in the span of the 10 years I've known him, I started to ask myself, what's missing? Why does this keep happening? Because every time I've met the girls, especially in the beginning, they were starry-eyed, And then they bear their souls. And then they feel like they've healed each other. And then what happened was they felt like now they were ready to go out in the world. It was almost like meeting each other was going to school. So when I say something like I am deserving of a long-lasting, fulfilling relationship, I would say that every day until I understood what that meant to my life. I deserve love in being loved. I find love everywhere I go. I love myself to the fullest that I ever have today. Instead of, well, when I, when I love myself, when I get there, I'll know it. Well, the blessing is today. You're not going to know it any more tomorrow than you do today. So how does looking at the blessings 
look in a relationship because that's really where you see how you think play out. A lot of times we think the relationship will tell us what to do, but you actually have a hand in that. Actually have a hand in it. You decide what in life you are going to participate in and what you're not. So that part of our minds that we think no one sees and we think doesn't affect us can be a runaway train one way or the other. Every time you have a thought, at least in the beginning, because every change we make, every new thing we think, we actually have to think about it in the beginning a lot more than once when we're used to it, when it's normal to us. In the beginning, when you have a positive thought, say, well, I'm at the fork in the road and I'm choosing love. And it doesn't feel super comfortable right now, but I'm allowing myself to just get used to thinking in love. The blessing of every successful relationship in life is one that is based on love. And the power of the spoken blessings, the ones that we say to each other, that in itself gives you the energy exchanges with God. And if you want to exchange energy with anyone or anything, I would go with God because you are exchanging energy with pure love. The words we say are like a compass. Whatever we say, our brain points to it. I'm pissed today. You're going to find other people that are, and you can let it all hang out with them. I'm happy today. You will notice everyone who smiles, and you won't even get mad at them. Like, what are they so happy about? When we speak our blessings, Like, hey, this is what it looks like when I love myself. Wow, that was a lot quieter than I thought. I thought, like, fireworks would keep going off. But what really happens to your relationship when you speak in blessings, which means, hey, that's working out, instead of why do you keep messing up? And not to lie about it and not to sugarcoat it. But it may be working out and telling you that that's not your path. And not because it's hard. Because hard doesn't stop a path. But if something keeps telling you over and over again that this is the wrong road, then you've learned something. Because what happens when we speak in blessings, in positive feelings, It brings hope, it brings encouragement, 
and it brings direction to your relationships, to a child in encouragement and in hope and in direction. We have given them the tools to base decisions on. Does this make me feel hopeful? Does this encourage me to continue? Do I know where I am going? We start to experience those deeper feelings when we start to use a language pels itself forward. Just like Christ always says, love propels, truth propels, purity propels, which is why he talks about it all the time. And it does propel. But we are the propeller. (laughs) We're the ones that make it turn. And we decide how it's going to turn. Is it going to go clockwise? Is it going to go counterclockwise? What way are we spinning our world? Pleasant words. Warm words. Encouraging words. Hopeful words. They are the sweetness of our souls. They are the sweetness. So if we like sweets, let's like these sweets. When we speak in blessings, because anything that we do, that we make a conscious effort to do, that, you know what, I'm not going to swear at my partner. I'm not going to take them down when I'm upset and tear them into shreds. And then when I'm happy, tell them how much I love them. When I'm the most mad at my partner, I'm going to say things like, hey, let's step back so we don't hurt each other. Let's just step back for a minute. I don't need to prove anything right now. We've been here for a long time together, and we're going to be here for a long time after this. So let's not destroy each other over this. When you speak blessings, because hearing that in the middle of being angry is a blessing. We keep thinking of blessings from God. But what God says is, hey, I'm giving you free will down here. Don't do things for me. I'm already okay with you. But what I want you to find while you are on earth is to be okay with yourself. Be okay with yourself. Bring hope, encouragement, and direction to yourself, to your partner, to your family, to your friends. Let that be who you are. Not who you want to be a week from now, or two weeks from now, or a year from now. 
you will be shocked today, let's say today, you're off the show, you go to work, or you're talking with your partner, or you're talking with your kids, and instead of saying what you always say, like, oh, yeah, you always do that. Oh, you're always right. So, you know, I really love it that you think about things enough to know about what you're saying. I really appreciate that. What if you just encouraged them to continue to know what they're talking about? I had a couple. This this was just yesterday, and it was so interesting to me. But what happened was the husband wanted to make an investment with someone. And this person that he made an investment with had lied to him before and had already cheated him out of enough money for them to have had a lawsuit. The lawsuit is now over, but the guy is such a manipulator that he got in and he almost was going to get this this man to invest more money in him. And he would have probably just have done it. But instead, he decided to go to his wife, who he knew what she was going to say. He knew she did not like this man. He knew that he was going to get clobbered in one way or another for bringing it up. But for whatever reason, he still showed up. He told her the situation, and then he asked for her opinion. And he knew he wasn't going to like it because he knew that she had what I call ANR, the automatic negative reaction. But instead, his wife knew that this was not easy for him to come and do. But instead of beating him up for almost making that decision yet again and being swindled yes, yet again, because a good swindler never stops, they're like the little kid who keeps asking until you say yes. And if you say no, they'll just go to someone else. But what his wife did was the best part of the whole thing. And I'm so glad I got to know about it. But what she said was, she just acknowledged the obvious. She said to him, thank you for coming to me. Thank you for trusting me enough to ask my opinion. It is not my decision, but knowing that you came to me, I will tell you how I feel. Only because you asked. And then she went on to say things that this man has done over the last four years or five years. And I basically could be that fly on the wall, which is the most beautiful part of it. Because a blessing is like an instrument. When you learn 
how to play that instrument, it makes the most beautiful music you will ever hear. And learning how to allow blessings in our lives is a choice. We may not think of it that way. We may think a blessing comes to us from God. But God already loves us. He wants us to say, hey, there's actually this this echelon of feelings that we can have. Why don't we exchange with those feelings? Why do we put those feelings in a corner for a good day and then we're like, thank you, God, for this good day, and then we're scared to death that we're going to lose that good day? Today is that good day. We have a million things fighting for our energy. We have fear, we have doubt, we have worry, we have control, we have guilt. Those are the obvious. And they walk in and they just hijack your day. But what if here you are in your relationship of any kind and you see something that really normally would set you off and instead of letting it set you off, you say, wow, God, you're, you really trust me today, don't you? Look what you are watching. My kid just did. My husband just did. Fill in the blank. This just happened to my house. Wow, this world is crazy. But goes back to, God, I want what you want. And there's another line to that now. I want what you want because you can see what I can't see. Think about that. You may not know the reason. And I know we've all heard this before, but in this context, it allows us to rise. This is what rising looks like, feels like, sounds like. It allows us to aim for the best energy we can live in and we all can live in it. A lot of times when I see a scary movie, I'm like, why the heck did they make that? Because now what they did was negative begets negative. Some people that are watching that are going to look at that as something that they too can do. And we all know it because we see it. And then when something's working, we're like, ah, no, that's, no that doesn't really happen. It does really happen. And it can happen, I know, because I do it in my own brain. Even on days when I don't want to do it, I tell myself, oh, my God, you know better. I love that line from Maya Angelou, when you know better, do better. Don't save better for a, a special day in the future. Because we don't even know if we have the, this day, let alone this night coming. But take 
advantage of the fact that you now know, you now know that everything that comes out of your mouth can work as a blessing that provides hope, encouragement, and direction to every relationship you have, to every situation you have. It's one of your choices now. Try it today. Speak in potential. Speak in kind. And see what difference that makes. And let it grow into a habit. You guys, I love you. I will see you tomorrow. I can't believe the show's already over. But have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.